when I first started working there in 2004, I think <laughs> luckily no kids at that time, but, um, I, I ended up buying an eight scale and OS engine, a starter box, a bunch of other stuff for a Mugen eight scale. And, uh, I don't think I actually took anything home paycheck wise for like three months. My first three months yeah. I worked there. Gretchen was like, are you kidding me? Like we've got house mm -hmm. payments and I'm like, Oh, I know, but eight scale. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex. And as always, here is uh, Will Brinton. And uh, we're here to do the Hobbyplex Show podcast. We do the raw version on Mondays here on uh, on YouTube while we're recording in studio. And then the finely tuned, usually funnier, just clean version comes out on Fridays usually. Not clean still, as in like no. the content. Filtered. But I mean, filtered. filtered. Yeah, filtered is a good word. Very good word. Distilled three times. Distilled three times. Dude. Okay. Last night I was working on my crawler. I'm making a, um, axial SCX 10 three build video. Okay. I haven't done mm -hmm. one of those ever, um, yeah. a build video. So I'm trying to do a build video. Um, I had Emerson take some video for me last night, but in between what I wanted him to film, I was listening to Joe Rogan, Mr. Joe Rogan, <laughs> the Dan Aykroyd interview recently. That's exactly what I was thinking about when he was Holy talking crap. Yeah. The distilled, uh, crystal skull. That's exactly what uh, I, they, they distill. Yeah. They filter it over diamonds Yeah, and the diamonds actually change like a yellow color after a it's, while. Like yeah. they're actually getting stuff out of it. That whole interview blew my mind. I want to, I want to buy a bottle of that vodka. I do. I do. I want to buy some too. But that's what I was thinking when you said filter or I said filtered Yeah, or whatever. It was like, I was, that's exactly what I was thinking about was that vodka. Dude, that whole interview with him though blew my mind. He is uh, my my favorite Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, is Gross Point Blank. You ever seen that movie? No, John, John Cusack. Dude, nah. you've got to see that movie. That movie is hilarious. I loved him in the Blues Brothers. He'll always be Elwood Blues. Uh, I so know that. I just didn't want to. I don't want to ruin that. Post Blues Brothers, post uh, post Ghostbusters. Pretty much my, my next Dan Aykroyd, uh, character is the guy, he's a, he's a hitman in, uh, in gross point blank. And it, he's awesome in it. Watching that interview. I was like, he, that's exactly the same guy. Like he didn't really have to act. He's just, he's that same. Yeah. They're like, just be yourself, Dan. Just be yourself, Dan. As always, this show is brought to you by pivot lending and, uh, you can find them at pivotlendinggroom.com. When you mention the show, if you're getting a, a new home loan or a refinance, something cool like that, you can mention our show and you'll get $500 lending credit or 0.125 off of your uh, interest rate that you get and that you qualify for. Get that 0.125. That's pretty awesome. They've been, uh, they've been with us since January. They come in and, and here at the Weberize.com studio and uh, lay down some new fresh content to kind of cut in. Some tracks going double platinum. And it seems to work out uh, really well. They seem to like it. It's Aiden Olson's dad. Yeah, just call Aiden Olson's dad, you know. Now that they're coming in and laying down them tracks, I can't do my uh, my commercials anymore. That was pretty, guys fun. Talk That's pretty yeah. funny when we started doing that, though. We tried to. <laughs> you know, normally we try to do some sort of hobby news, then we get into some results, and we get into some questions. We did get some questions. We'll get hit those at the end. There's not really much as far as hobby news going on. We had a pretty good regular club race weekend. Finally raising canes classic. Exactly. Um, Friday night we had, uh, I think it was like 24, 25 entries. And then if you add that together with what we had, I think it was exactly 60 on Saturday for entry count. Um, you know, uh, I think if you, I, what did I do? I went in and I added the people from Friday and Saturday. It was like 52. Really? So technically, technically we got there. For the Raisin Canes. Yeah. Yeah. We made chicken, you know, we, we got the chicken level chicken status. So what we did was, uh, during the summer series, the last summer series round, I kind of was like, uh, cause we, we hadn't really raised club raced at all in July. So I was like, Hey guys, let's, let's make this count. If you guys come out, uh, I'll, I'll supply Raisin Canes chicken. And we didn't get the number I was looking for. I wanted to get 50 people. I think we ended up with like 38 people. But whatever, we, I still fed everybody is fine. And, and it was just something fun to do. 
And uh, I got I got three chicken strips. Yeah, I got I got I, more than that. There not not everybody picked out the the chicken. Yeah, I uh, I went over there and there's still some left, and I just yelled into the pits. I was like, "Hey, is it all right with everybody if I have some more chicken?" And everybody's like, "Yeah, you can have mine, whatever." And so I had another one. Yeah, because basically we got the seventy five count, so everybody should have gotten two pieces. And then if there was anything left over, I told Emerson, "Yeah, okay, fine, you can go ahead and have some." And then I had I had a few more pieces and two. But I paid for it, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm surprised you just didn't get your own like uh, chicken sandwich or something. Nah, yeah. I don't really like. I, I like their chicken fingers. I don't like them on a sandwich. I wanted to. Uh, I want to discuss something that's been bugging me now for a few days. I'm gonna try to do this lightly because I've got some funny stories I want to tell. I don't want to turn our podcast into a weekly uh, retail complaint session. Yeah, if they wanted that, they could listen to talk radio. Or I actually have an idea for a podcast that I want to do, uh, but I got to do it without actually like telling anybody that I'm doing it so that I don't get in trouble. Because I feel yeah. like I feel like on another podcast somewhere else that doesn't have any affiliation with Hobbytown at all, but that I could probably vent. Like Bill Burr does this really well. Burr Burr, Bill Burr does his own podcast. It's like he can, he can rant about something for like three hours straight. And it's, it's pretty funny to listen to. Isn't it just him by himself? Yes. By himself. Could you imagine that? No, I know me neither. Uh, but I want to call it, I don't know. I don't know. Should I, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. Nah. Yeah. We'll talk. Well, maybe, maybe one day I'll, I'll try to come up with a, a different podcast. We won't be able to promote it on here. Cause I don't want anybody to know that's me. Okay. But I would let my friends know, but they can't tell anybody. It'd have to be secret. I would come up with a secret name and my secret name would be Gunter Loxes. Cause that's my, uh, alter ego. Well, now it's not a secret. Oh, sh- you're right. Dang it. No, Gunter, uh, Gunter's my other YouTube. It's my personal YouTube channel. No, uh, I still think the, the podcast of having a podcast of nothing, but one star reviews of businesses oh, would be, be so funny. funny. I texted you some pretty solid ones the other night. Yeah, you did. A lot of Walmart ones, which brings me to a story. I want to tell you guys a story. It's a retail story. A couple years ago, uh, when did we change our tr- our layout at the Plex? It was 2016. So this was pre-2016, okay, when people could still come in and uh, steal from us, basically. It was post-Christmas. It was a week after Christmas, so we were crazy busy as always. This poor kid had brought a VXL slash in that he had bought brand new and uh, was playing out in the snow, which at that time is still waterproof. But anyways, his VXL exploded. <laughs> magic smoke, right? So they bring it in and you can see it's just completely melted. There's black all over this chassis and everything like that. And you know, the, there was the kid, the mom and the dad, Mm -hmm. the mom started off agitated. She was just mad. She was mad that this had happened. And I'm like, totally understand, totally understand. You know, we got to call Traxxas, but normally they let us swap it out here. Let me go see what we got. We did not have a VXL in stock to give to her. Normally we just say, well, you know, we'll call Traxxas to let us swap it out. We'll take this, we'll put it in for you. And then you guys can be on your way. Well, that didn't happen because we didn't have one. We were out. And so the kid was like, okay, how long is that going to take? And we're like, it looks like it should be a week. You know, we will call Traxxas. They'll send us, you know, whatever we have. So the kid was fine with it. Totally fine with it. The dad was like, okay, well, it's unfortunate, but we understand the mom wasn't having it completely unreasonable started yelling at us, started demanding a brand new car. And we're like, well, it doesn't work like that. Right. We're like, unfortunately in this hobby, in this industry, they don't let us do that. They'll let us swap out the part, but not the entire car, blah, blah, blah. So this goes on and on and on. And I, I accidentally said, well, look, dude, this is the way. And I, and she goes, (gasps) you called me a the whole store heard it. So everybody's, everything stopped. It got real quiet and she's staring at me and mad as heck that I called her a dude. And I was like, I am look, it's no, you don't understand. That's the way I talk. That's just the way I talk. I say dude to everybody. I say dude to my wife. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like we'll, we'll get done making out and I'll be like, dude, that was awesome. Like that's what I'm talking about. Okay. So completely unreasonable. Now, yeah, dude. it ended up being where um, everything is fine. We got in the speaking trailer. We gave him the car. But you know it's that somebody's being unreasonable when their family 
is sitting there and they both are face palming, knowing that their other one's like embarrassing them. Right. Yeah. My mom used to do that. My mom was horrible to food service workers. We would go to Outback Steakhouse, which listen, if you, if you don't like spices in your food, don't go to Outback Steakhouse. Okay. Go somewhere that's real mellow. Go to Cracker Barrel. Okay. They don't spice things up on their steaks. Right. But, uh, I remember one time we were at Outback and, uh, she started laying in to the waiter even before we ordered our food about how she can't stand this. And she was given this dying attitude and I, and, and it started to be where I did not want to go out to eat with my mom because I was afraid that our food would get spit on because it would be so bad before we even got the food. So I started telling her, I'm like, mom, mom please, please don't say anything until we actually get our food. Okay because I want clean food. All right. So don't be a jerk to these people until at least after you get your food. And then if you take your food back and, and they bring it back, don't eat your food. Just don't, don't do it. Used to be that way. I know yeah. how that feels, you know, my grandfather always used to tell me the story, but cause he'd never send a steak back. So, uh, my grandfather worked at the corn husker downtown and uh there's a you're here in lincoln it's a hotel and or used to be before they tore down and uh there was uh a restaurant there and people would eat there whatever and there's this guy he sent a steak back to the kitchen so it wasn't cooked enough so the chef like cooked us more and sent it back the guy uh took it back to the table and still sent it back again wasn't cooked enough sent it back a third time and the, the dude, the cook or whatever, took it in the alley, laid it on the ground in the alley and peed on it and put it back on the, <laughs> put it back on the grill and then sent it, sent it back out. This would have been so 40s. tangy. What'd you do? Yeah. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know, so uh, one time we were at uh, Lone Star or something and his, his steak was like raw in the middle, like tartar. And he wouldn't send it back. And the, 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 ga- the waitress actually said, Oh, that is like really rare. And he said, Oh, it's, it's fine. And he, no, I'll get you another one. And he, he like was really, that's when I heard that story. Yeah. I, re- I remember at Hobby Town one time, uh, Jamie there. So we had a Lego table, like little kids, Lego table, Legos in the center of it. There's four spots on the table. It's probably a foot and a half tall. And there's, we had this, kind of like this unspoken rule that adults weren't supposed to sit on it because the, t- the the chairs kept getting broken. Right. So there's this guy sitting there with his like grandson or whatever. And he's sitting at the Lego table. And this is a big guy and he's sitting on the chair and Jay, usually people are like, understand like, Oh, sorry. I don't want to destroy your stuff. You know, no big deal. Jamie goes over to him and just goes, Hey bud, um, do you not sit at the Lego table? It's for kids. And thanks. And you turn around and come back to the, to the counter and uh, uh, this dude gets up and starts like booking it up to the front counter. He's like, how dare you call me bud? And uh, what do you say? Like uh, talk down to me or whatever, you know, call me bud in front of my grandchild. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> dude. But, yeah. I was like, dude, I, I, I've, been called, I've been called rude and condescending once. And once? I guess, well, yeah, once, but <laughs> my sister's over here. We were talking about this beforehand. Must be the way we were raised. Cause she's been called rude and condescending before too. So, uh, oh, yeah, it's she weird. Totally we is. must be the same, but, but here's the thing. Uh, I think, I think what happens is, and this all relates to something that happened this weekend when, when, um, a guy came in and asked for a product, we gave it to him brand new, got it in Friday. We gave it to him and it was it didn't work. It needed another piece. And nobody knew that because it was a brand new product. Like we literally got it in Friday, tagged it, had time to put it out on the shelf. And then that was the last anybody looked at it. So we had no time to learn anything about it. We just knew that it was brand new and it was, it was a hot item. People have been asking for these things, you know, Mm -hmm. and it turns out that you need to buy another part to make it work. It's kind of like when you buy an RPM, uh, like, like rear bumper, for a slash four by four, it also requires another part. Mm. He bought an upgraded part and he needed another, he needed like a, another 
part to complete the mounting right. or something. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. That happens a lot mm-hmm. in, in the hobby industry, especially nowadays. It happens anywhere. You go to the, you have to plan on two trips to this parts store when you're working on a car in your driveway, you know, but I think we try really hard to not make that happen as much as possible. But what I don't like is when, when something's made public like that, and then this, the usual suspects come out of the woodwork to, to crap on our store. Right. When I can guarantee you that a majority of experiences at our store are positive. Right. You always hear the bad, you don't hear the good. I know. And that's why nobody cares about Yelp anymore. Cause Yelp is just a bunch of negative Nancy's whining on Yelp. Yeah. But it's just, it's just the unreasonableness sometimes that can really get on you. We were having a really good day Saturday and, and, and this, this thing that kind of came around almost ruined my weekend totally for it. But I had to, I have, this is why I'm taking anxiety meds now because I, I just, I have to put it behind me and keep thinking positive because most of the time, very, very few times is anything negative. Most of the time, like on Sunday, you know, we were busy all day. Everybody was, everybody was happy. We have stuff in stock. We're a pretty good hobby store right now with all this other stuff going on. And we've got all this stuff in stock still. There's a lot of hobby towns, hobby stores in general that are out there that have empty shelves. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know. It wasn't like your grandma's medicine. You mixed it up like it was <laughs> right. your toy car, dude. Like there's a lot more things that could be a lot worse. Like I just feel like guys like that just have never like they're just entitled and it's annoying, well, but I know anyway, I'll, I'll say it like, I, that's how I feel. Like you're going to talk to treat somebody like that over your, your fun thing, not being perfect. It's yeah. just annoying. I mean, the post is gone now. So somebody deleted it. That's cool, man. So I couldn't go back and, you know, kind of peruse things, but I was trying to make light of it. I was like, well, you know, at, at one point I was like, well, I mean, now he knows. Now I know. Now all of Facebook knows. So mm-hmm. we're cool. I'm not worried about it. You know, well, I spent Sunday morning though, looking at every single part for that truck aftermarket to see if anything else that we had in required anything else extra. Yeah. So something good came out of that. Turns out that's the only thing. Yeah. Was that. Well, and you know, it's not like there's a class on this stuff, No, you know, and when a new item comes out, you're not always taking every single thing out and using it and like, uh, studying it. Right. And the other thing too is I think, I think there's a misconception that, that because we work at at a hobby store that we get a bunch of free stuff No, and we don't, we have to pay for everything. That we get. Dude, I, I like owed Hobby Town paychecks when I worked there. Yeah. <laughs> At times. Yes. When I first started working there in 2004, I think, <laughs> luckily, no kids at that time, but um, I, I ended up buying an 8 scale, an OS engine, a starter box, a bunch of other stuff for a Mugen 8 scale. And uh, I don't think I actually took anything home paycheck wise for like three months. My first three months yeah. I worked there. Gretchen was like, Are you kidding me? Like we've got house payments and I'm like, Oh, I know, but eight scale. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I want to, I want to tell this rude and condescending story real quick. Cause it's really funny too. All right. All right. Do you remember Ron? Yeah. Okay. So we had we used to have a guy named Ron that worked yeah. there. Yeah. Ron, <laughs> okay. So Ron was an old hippie dude, right? Uh, super, yeah, super nice guy, but this dude was a legit old hippie dude. All right. He like, he like lived in a commune or something like that in Oregon and, and, and ate like granola a lot and also did other stuff that was chemically enhanced. And, uh, you know, he was a super nice dude though. And that, that's why we liked having him work it for us. And they tended to gravitate towards him a little bit. Me sometimes not so much because I know I have a personality that does not often mesh with, with certain other personalities. I get it. Hmm. I kind of like, there's a, there's a point in which I had a, um, when I was 16, I had an, had an experience in high school that made me try to change how I acted around people. And I got called something I'd never been called before. And when I found out what it meant, now I don't even remember what that was, but anyways, I took it to heart and I really did try to change my behavior a little bit. Right. Well, the same thing kind of happened a couple of years ago and I'm like, okay, well maybe, maybe I can stop be in this way and, and, and try to be a little nicer to people, I guess. Right. So this guy comes in and, uh, he wants screws for his nitro Fortec. 
Okay. Nitro Fortec is a Traxxas car, which means that it uses metric screws. So I, I'm like, oh, it's right over here. I'll show you our entire screw aisle, which I'm very proud of. We have a tremendous screw aisle. If you cannot find a screw for your RC car at our store, uh, I don't know what you got. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you can use these and you can use these and you can use any of those. And uh, most of your stuff's going to be three millimeter. And, uh, and then the guy immediately ignores what I said and goes to the five sixty fourth screws in the low C stuff. And I'm like, Oh no, you don't want to use those dude. I'm like, you've got, you've got a metric car. Your car is metric, not standard. Those are standard screws. You definitely don't want to use those. that will mess up your stuff. Try to use these metric cars. So he kind of looks at me and gives me a nod. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I walk away. So then they come back to the counter and I go, I go, uh, uh, Hey, uh, you guys, anything else? And he goes, not from you. You're just rude and condescending. I'll use any damn screws I want to. And I'm like, whoa, dude. Like, okay. And he's like, I want to, I want help from that guy. And he points over to Ron and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And so I'm like, Ron, you want to help these guys out? And then because this is the old me, not the new me, I would, I would think the new me wouldn't do this, but the old me did do this. We were pretty busy. And so I step back for a little bit and I go, does anybody else in the store, uh, need my help to be rude and condescending to? And that was the end. Then I, then I, then I just kind of sat back and left. I don't know. I thought it was funny. Well, anyway, Tom Rennernack said he wanted to hear some funny stories. So I tried to, I tried to fill, fill that in oh. a little bit. Yeah. Without adding more whining. Yeah. <laughs> to the podcast. So enough of that. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk about our race results and uh, Will's tire warmers. Go for it. You tell us how they work. Cause are they necessary? They're not necessary, but they work good. You aren't like blowing smoke everywhere. And the smoke coming off your tires is actually just like the goop that's on them. Right. So you pretty much like get them a good soaking with some uh, controlled temperature heat to get the sauce into the tire better. They're just more better. I don't know. I don't know if they're necessary because I mean, Tom and Alex weren't using them to my knowledge. So like, well, they're beating us really bad. So they're necessary. I'd won by a lap. Do you, do you, th- cause I, I, uh, I, Emerson and I started out on a brand new set of tires again on Saturday. Of course, the way Emerson drives, his tires are done already. My, I think I, I've got a set for next. I think I'm going to use the same set for next week, at least partially. I started on brand new tires. My car was actually really good on new tires too. Yeah. And, uh, it just worked the, as the track grooved up, my tread got lower and they got better and they're just a little bald in the middle and they're like, perfect. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good, uh, Saturday for tire wear and racing, but for modified at least. My tires were and, slightly taller than that, but, but yeah. they were, they were nice and soft and sticky though. I ran two practice runs on them and I scuffed them a little bit too with the gotch fry, but it, nothing too crazy. Just, just to scuff and, uh, just ran them and they just keep, kept getting better. So those are the track surfaces that I like start out on a new set of tires, maybe a little scuffed in. And as the grip comes up, they wear a little bit more. And at the end of the day, you have crazy grip and they're really low in the middle and it's like perfect. That, that's my, that's my idea of an ideal surface to drive on. Cause both your tire wear and your, the track grip like yeah. coincide with each other. You don't have to put on new tires or grind tires or nothing. So the track got worked over pretty, pretty hard this week. We had a lot of, um, a lot of nitro cars during the middle of the week that, so all the, uh, not all of them, but a bunch of garage doors were opened up. So I, I watered heavily a couple nights, um, out there Wednesday night. I think I was there till 1030 watering. Cause there was a bunch of doors open. I think they'd been that way since the start of the day. So the track got really dry. So I was trying to kind of catch back up. I did water in between rounds uh, on Saturday too, again, just to kind of catch back up. And it seemed like the grip finally sort of came around to what we're used to maybe towards the end of round two, mm-hmm. you know, and especially for the mains, I thought the mains was good. You could walk the track and it was, it started to get that sticky 
yeah. the stickiness to it again. Mm-hmm. What's weird though, is if you watch the video, I took video of the mod four wheel drive and the 13, five, 13, five, uh, four wheel drive main for YouTube. Uh, if you watch the the video, the track looks weird. It looks all like broken up. It's strange, but it, but it's not, you know? Yeah. It's like the cracks like move back together, you know? Yeah. Like it's like the, the dirt shrank and then you put water on it and they expanded and pushed back into each other. Yeah. So the track had a tremendous amount of grip in the main, especially I thought, I mean, I had no problems at all. Um, I didn't. I thought my car was perfect. Emerson made the A. My car was so good. I posted my setup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Emerson made the A straight up. Finally. Yeah, yeah. Out of, and we had a big turnout on mod buggy. We had 16 cars. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was, he was in the middle of that pack. So I was happy about that. And uh, his car was working good. His tires were working good. So tire warmers, I've been thinking about it just because you know, the way that I break in tires is, is kind of obnoxious. So I try not to do it around people if I can help it. Yeah. It's just easier. Like it, that's, that's probably, it, it's not necessary, but it's easier. I yeah. think. The smoke, I think, is funny. Like, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's really funny to to have smoke rolling off your tires and stuff in the pits. But the problem with that is, to the new guy, they don't think that's funny. They find I it know. like intimidating. Like, yeah, I know. You know, it doesn't look good. It's not a good look so for th- somebody that's new. Like this, that's what I got to do. Heck yeah, with this. I know. You know. I sure do like good grip though. Yeah. Right. But I mean, if you use some tire warmers, but see, even then, like. How tire warmers are like what a hundred and seventy dollars, hundred and fifty dollars or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty expensive. I just don't think that you have to do it. I think that you could do it. You could do the same thing with a heat gun without having to do so much smoke. I I try. But, I try to like yeah. keep the heat gun farther back away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah, it's uh sometimes I'm just in a hurry, so I just blast it. Yeah. It's kind of cool I, I though, don't know. You can I, see that huh? you can see the whatever you're using just sort of suck right yeah, up into it. Yeah, it, it's it, when you're smoking though, it doesn't necessarily soak in. It's probably just evaporating or burning off. That's true. Literally burning off because right. that's all the smoke is. Yeah, you know, you might get a little bit of smoke with with new new tires with nothing on them, but once you put the sauce on them, that's when the smoke starts. And all, all you're doing, it's not soaking into the tire. It's not do, doing as much. So. But like I said, I don't think it's necessary, um, but it definitely, I think it's, it looks cool. It reminds me of go-kart racing and stuff. Yeah. But, and F1. Yeah. And F1. I, I hate that, the, the, like it, it works. I hate that it's, that it works well. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it's something you, it's something everybody's going to think they need to buy. But I know. You could, like saying, you could do the same thing with the heat gun. It just takes longer. Yeah. I was just, this I was is like a, pre- this is like a pressure cooker. You can set it and forget it. I was just really happy that we were able to get another good club race in and our, the environment is so nice. Like it's just, it's so much fun right mm-hmm. now. And it's been that way. I think, I think, I think our racer group realizes maybe even without making it vocal, but I, th- I think that right now has been probably one of the better times to come race at the Hobbyplex. I'd I say so. I'd say the last three years. Especially. I think we have a good group right now, and it's important. And we've grown a little bit. We've picked up a few racers here and there too. So it's not like it's just the same group coming. It's it's it is different and new people. Hang on. Here's a good way to move on. It's kind of warm though. Hey, pass me a kickstart. We did get another five-star review today, though. Really? Yeah. Who did it? I don't know. Some customer. But mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, like if you look at our Google reviews for the Hobbyplex, we're like 4.6. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show me how many hobby stores out there have that high of a Google rating when it comes to reviews. I don't know. I've never looked. I have. <laughs> a lot of them are in the mid threes, put it that way. So, mm. I don't know. I thought you were talking about reviews on our podcast. Oh, the podcast? I don't know. Do we even have any reviews on our podcast? We need some. If you would like to give us a review, um, we prefer the maximum amount of stars, but whatever you're (laughs) willing to give is acceptable. Um, That would help us with uh, having more reviews. Right. So, um, yeah. 
if you had a podcast, I'd give you the highest amount of star reviews. So help us out. Anyways, uh, let's take a moment to, uh, to get a word from our sponsor. Let's get this in. They help us keep the uh, show going and make it so the owner doesn't actually have to pay for this, which is nice. Uh, yeah, nice. yeah. So here's uh, here's either uh, David Olson, Don Zeller, or both at uh, Pivot Lending. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah. This is a Pivot Lending update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is Don Zoller with Pivot Lending. If you are currently in a situation where you aren't sure what your credit looks like, or you know you've got some things that you need to clean up or repair and you are looking to buy a home or you're interested in buying a home, give me a call. I can certainly help you determine what needs to be done to get your credit into a position where you are qualified to buy a home. We've got a great software program that we use to analyze your credit so that we can determine the best use of your resources to make the biggest impact on your future credit score. So give me a call at 402-715-9082. We can run through a quick breakdown and go through your current situation and see what we can do to get you into a better position and get you into a new home. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. You want to get into race results? It's a pretty fun weekend. The winner is... So the idea was to kind of attract people by food. Um, you remember that part in uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut? Tell them we'll have punch and pat. We're not going to have punch and pie. My people come if they think we have punch and pat. And then, and then they show up and Clyde's like, Clyde raises his hand. He's like, uh, I was too, I was under the impression that there would be punch and pie. And then Cal's like, there is none. And then he's like, oh. And then they turn around and everybody's gone. Yeah. It was a great <laughs> scene. You want to hear a funny story real quick? It's funny. So my, sure. uh, so my <laughs> sister, I believe she was 17 at the time. She's 14. Okay. She's 14. So I, I was, I had moved out. I wanted to hang out with my sister. I wanted her to take her to South park, bigger, longer uncut. It's a rated R movie. Okay. So yeah. we go to cinema center, which is now a gun shop, by the way, we mm. go to cinema center and we, <laughs> we come in and uh, I go to buy her ticket. And the person behind the counter is like, uh, are you, uh, how old is she? And I'm like 14 and I'm 19, right? 19, 20, nine. Yeah. Somewhere up there. It doesn't matter. We're seven, six and seven years apart. Her birthday's next week, by the way. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, so I'm her brother and she, and the person's like, well, you have to be your legal guardian. And I, <laughs> the funny thing is, is this is also in that movie. I go, look, dude. Okay. Our parents are dead. All right. So it's just her and me. Can we please just get a ticket and go see the movie? And that was the best perfect thing to say because the, the ticket person was like stone face, like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And let me buy a ticket for her. just lying through mm. my teeth. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When in doubt, lie your ass off. That also <laughs> happened in the movie though. They went to go see Terrence and Philip, and this is, mm-hmm. uh, this has turned into a South park, uh, rehash show apparently. But anyways, I, we should move on. The winner is results. You want to get into the results? We should. Sure. Yeah. This has been a weird one. So we had, I think it was seven, 16 cars, 17 cars in mod buggy. And, uh, Ethan Dallaire and Owen Vanderbeek made the bump. And I think it was close for a little bit. Brian Cox was up there. Jackson Anderson ra- raced mod with his brand new car that he got, uh, bought from the Plex, just like you're supposed to. Yeah. Uh, Brian Burt was there. Andy LaChance was there. Mitchell Pavel didn't start because he left early. Why'd Mitchell leave early? I don't know. I I didn't ask. His brother was just like, hey, Mitchell's leaving. And I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, Plex spec, we had, you know, Saturdays are not really marketed as our Plex spec day. Uh, Friday nights are. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, whatever we can get for Plex spec on Saturday, I'm happy with. And then I just kind of add that to, to the Friday total and be like, yeah, man, this is this is how many beginners we get. Uh, so Brady Papanow did really well. Um, he didn't make the first heat. Something was wrong with his truck, but the second heat he TQ'd and then eventually just kind of drove away. Josh Ryan, what was second? Uh, Xander Haran. Xander's a cool name. Yeah, I think so. Like my name's Alexander. 
Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I had been called Xander for short. Yeah. Kind of cool. And then Cody Hendrickson, he was a brand new. Uh, he's a dude that's been coming out and practicing for a couple weeks. He bought a slash the other day. Awesome. Um, from us and put it together and then he was out there with it. So that's pretty good. Four wheel drive mods. What I like to do, and I've said this before, is I like to put one of those really fast races first. Um, especially, you know, the Plexbit kids can kind of see what they can grow into. Right. Yeah. So we had almost all the fast Des Moines dudes there. I think we we're just missing the Fullers and they just got done racing the uh, Psycho Nitro Blast. Yeah. They seem to be really focused on eight skills summer. Yeah. Yep. So as uh, Tom and Alex, they finished uh, 1.6 seconds apart. Uh, Tom Rinderneck, Alex Vanderbeek. Uh, Tom runs for TLR. Alex runs for Team Associated. They're both J Concepts drivers, and they're usually one and two. If they're the if they're the one of the, out of the trio of fast Des Moines kids right now, you know it's usually it's usually those three. But when there's only two of them, it's usually one or two in in whatever order. Um, yeah. Aiden Olson put up a, put up a good fight, uh, but he finished a lap behind, um, in third. I think him and Derek were having a pretty good battle there for a little while. And then I think Derek and Ethan Delaire were having a pretty good battle for a little while. I kind of watched it on the video. Yeah. Um, I tried to video the battles cause like, uh, Tom was kind of checked out for a little bit and then Alex caught reeled back in. That's why I went back to videoing them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Vanderbeek, you know, it's a club race day. So, uh, it was all modified for the Vanderbeek crew. Mm-hmm. So Owen um, qualified seventh, finished sixth. That's good for him. Uh, Dane Gangler was there. Brian Cox, Nate Hogan Miller, and then Mitchell Pavel uh, again didn't start. So pretty good pack there for four wheel drive mods. Pretty exciting. I I decided to take a video of it this week and uh, put it on YouTube. And uh, man, those cars are fast. I kind of want to drive one. Like I kind of want to put a five five in my car, but at the same time, I'm kind of having fun in thirteen five. So yeah, I, I don't know. You don't have one anymore. No, <laughs> I don't have a four wheel anymore. <laughs> I'll get another one. Speaking of which, uh, 13, five buggy was the following race. We ended up with 11 cars. So I put all 11 in the main just to save us time. And it ended up being fine. It didn't seem too busy out there. I was driving it. Um, I got a good start and then I didn't get a good start. I got kind of, I kind of screwed up in the option lane again. And then I had to dodge traffic in the option lane and it kind of threw me off my line. So then I got up on the pipe. So then David got around me. David rolled it at the end of the straightaway. I was literally right behind him. So I got caught up into it and I got thrown out of the park. And then Nick Pavel got up there and Nick Pavel had already moved up to um, third place from like seventh on the grid on the first lap. A couple of weeks ago when we club raced 13.5, it was close for a lap or two. And then all of a sudden there was a bunch of crashes behind me. And the next thing I know, I'm like half a lap ahead of everybody did not happen this time. David led for most of this race probably should have won it, but he rolled it at the top of the tabletop turn on the last lap. And I did not. So, but he had me like totally had me before, you know, in the morning, he's like, I think I got something for you today. And I was like, Oh, cool. Okay, let's go. And sure enough, I mean, he definitely had more motor than I did. On the straightaway. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm running a Sonic 2 13.5 that I put in our Enduro slash in October. So it had like 16 laps, 1600 laps in, in a slash. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's not the 100,000 miles on it. Yeah. It's, it's not the fastest car in the whole wide world. Yeah. Nick Pavel actually finished second and I didn't know that he finished second until after I posted a video of the race and watched it. Hmm. David traction rolled again at the end of the straightaway on the last lap, got out of the park, was trying to drive back to the line and here comes that orange car, Nick Pavel. And he actually finished in front of him. I had no idea. Tannehill, Corey Tannehill with his uh, yoke uh, finished fourth. Chad Irwin finished fifth. He got a good run. Ronnie went sixth. Rod Case seventh. Nate Hogan Miller, eighth, uh, Raven Barton and the Bartons were out again, uh, came in ninth, TJ Williams, 10th. And, uh, Joe Snows looked like he was out. I think he was out early. Something I believe his car broke. I think. Yeah. I got to give. So TJ, I believe he, he, he was out early again. So he only made nine laps at four thirty. but I think he was hanging in there. Um, 
he raced three classes. Uh, we'll talk about him here in a little bit, but, um, Raven, I thought she did all right. Uh, Nate Hogan Miller actually ended up running both mod and the stock with two different cars. Rod case, you know, finished in front of those guys. He was only five seconds off of fifth place altogether. So that was a pretty good battle yeah. in the, in the middle group. I think all these guys are just getting better every week. Yeah. You know, go for every week. He'll be a week faster. That's the next true. Week. That is definitely true. <laughs> stock truck. We didn't, we had two stock trucks. This is what happens in club racing. So uh, summer series races, we get a full heat club racing. Not so much. Wade Gearing wasn't here. Chance wasn't here. Justin Stevie wasn't here. So we're missing some trucks. So Dan Gangler and Chad Irwin were actually running four by four truck. And Dan Gangler, I mean, you know, his, his fast lap was two seconds faster than Chad's. Um, but they did finish in front of the stadium trucks. Raven, um, got in front of TJ and stayed there. Yeah. I think TJ actually qualified in front of Raven and then they flipped it in the main. So, hmm. so technically Raven won stadium truck and Dane Gangler won uh, mini truggy stock buggy. Brian Cox pulled out a win out of his butt. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I remember I watched. So. Peebler did not have a good start, did he, in this one? I, don't, I didn't see the start. I just saw the end. I can't remember. I think that's what happened. So, did Jackson lead this one for a while? Uh, or, yes. Right? Yeah, he was leading. And because uh, I walked up on the driver's stand, I was watching from the end, and I was like, who's leading? And somebody's like, oh, Jackson. So I was like, really? He has that much of a lead? I think there was a lot of crashes in this one. I, I believe I was marshalling. Brian Cox just stayed smooth and consistent. And stuck with it, and he came around to uh, to take the win. Jackson Anderson uh, did finish second. David Peebler got third. Then it was Nick Pavel, Nate Hogan Miller, uh, Rob Connor, Corey Tannehill. Corey was out in the first after the first lap. I think he had a good start going too. I believe he passed somebody right at the right at the the last corner before the straightaway, and then something happened to his car. Then we get into mod buggy. So this one, of course, we, we know what what's going on. So. I don't have anything for these two anymore or three when they're here. Yeah. I mean, the last time I won a summer series race was 2016 and I kind of saw the writing on the wall because all three of these kids, Mason wasn't there, but Tom and Alex, all of them were getting way faster towards the end of 2016. I mean, think yeah. about it. That was four years ago now. Mm-hmm. And now they just have just, you know, they got pro level speed. That's just what it right. is. You know? Um, so it was Tom, uh, qualified second, but took the win. Alex finishing second, but you know, I think the race was pretty close between them. It ended up being three seconds apart. Probably about if you added up about 10 seconds back was you and me. Yeah. So and I was, I was fairly close to him. I crashed on that triple and that's where you got around me. Yeah. And, uh, that's when my race is not over, but um, I had to do some catch up and I reeled you back in. Like it seemed like five car lengths a lap well, there for the last few laps. You were, but, but I was also driving very safe at the end because oh, I, really? I did not yeah. want to lose that spot to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Because I knew you'd talk about it on uh, on the podcast. Yeah, I knew we'd I knew we'd be talking about it. So when I had third, I'm like, all right, just don't do anything stupid to screw it up. Like don't roll it at the end of the straightaway. That's usually, that's my, that's where I usually screw something up. Yeah. I was going full send everywhere. I think my fastest laps were those laps. Yeah. I ran like a 21 six or 21 five, something yeah. like that. My fast lap was a 21 nine. I did it when I was behind you. I, th- I think it was about a lap or two uh, before your crash when mm-hmm. I got around you. So you and I finished uh second apart. 1.3 seconds actually to be exact. And then behind you was Ethan Delaire from the bump spot, finishing ninth yeah. up to fifth. Mm-hmm. And you know, I got to say uh, the first part of the race, I had to hold Aiden Olson off a lot. Like he had me a couple times where he was doing this line that was faster through the option line and he would get the inside spot on me and I saw it coming. So the next lap I changed my line to match his. I was, I was doing the triple double. Well, then I started doing the, the double triple to block him and he still got there. And I was like, dang it really loud on the driver's stand. And it wasn't that he, that he touched me in any way. It was just that I had purposely tried to change my line. So I could block that and it still didn't work. 
And so he like hesitated. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, well, I'm going. And then I went. But uh, Mac Vanderbeek was coming. Like I could see that orange car moving up yeah. and getting closer and closer to everybody. So I, in my mind, I was thinking, well, if I can keep Aiden behind me, I'll probably have to worry about Mac eventually. And then Aiden kind of, you know, he, he had the orange car behind him of Mac and, and then they had, you know, they mixed it up a little bit. Let me get away and let me focus on you more. But I thought for sure that Mac would have been there in the end, but I think there was just, there was a lot of crashing back there in the middle of that race. Yeah. I'm actually been pretty impressed with Ethan here lately because he, he's been like, if there's something wrong, him and his dad work on it and uh, get the stuff better. And it's like, they don't stop. They're not like, Oh, this is what we got. You know, they, they keep working on their equipment and getting their stuff better for them. And um, he, I think he's going to be like just as fast as Alex and Tom in a year or two. Yeah. And we're lucky to have them racing our track every week. Yeah. You know, they come from Des Moines or no, they come from Sioux city every yeah. week. You race with us. It's awesome. Race with race on the dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Wood uh, finished seventh. Owen Vanderbeek finished eighth. Uh, Aiden, Aiden Olson ended up finishing ninth. And Emerson made the A, qualified eighth, um, was super stoked about it, finished 10th. I asked him, I'm like, well, what happened? Was your car bad or something? He's like, no. He's like, I got, I got taken out in like the second lap. I just couldn't do anything from there. So then I just started jumping stuff really big. <laughs> Which... Sounds like somebody I know. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I remember that this one oval race that we, the uh, long time ago, like Tim gave me a car to run at it and I, we raced street stock. You remember that? Like I kept working on my car and getting it better. And like, you're like, I'm just going to drive my car. And you're in one of our heat races. And this is when the, the dirt oval is in the center of the track and not off to the side. And oh. you took your, took that street stock and just started driving the off-road track oh, with that it. was Tom Quinnensley's <laughs> car. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that was Tom. And then, uh, yeah, that was the old me. That was, that was, that was the older version or the younger version of me. That was, the, yeah. that was the Alex that used to do that. I probably wouldn't do that now. Yeah, it's Maybe. funny. I don't know. It is funny. Independent buggy. Again, we had a, a good group of stock all the way around. A couple of these guys ran both, which is fine. If you're not sponsored, I don't care. But Nate Hogan Miller qualified second uh, and took the win in this one. Uh, Brian Barton qualified fifth, finished second. Jackson Anderson was your TQ, but he finished third. And I think this is the race where his car like shut off or something like that. Yeah, his battery came unplugged or something. Yeah, something weird. And he was like so far ahead. Yeah, he was. He was doing really him. good. Ronnie Wint uh, finished fourth. Schnoes, Joe Schnoes finished fifth. Uh, Jana Peevler finished sixth. TJ finished seventh. And David Golick uh, finished eighth. So overall, pretty good day. It ended up being uh, 60 entries flat. That's been kind of the average for club racing, which is perfect. That's a good day because if you get eight to nine to 10 heats, it's about two hours around. Yeah. We can get done in a reasonable amount of time. We can get home. We can do stuff. You know, hey, you got time. You go across the street to Legends have some chicken wings, fries, and a beer. Oh man. Yeah. Drive home. Perfect evening. I wanted to go hang with you guys, but, but you know, I just, uh, I just didn't feel that's like fine. It. No, that's fine. That was fine. Yeah. I would, but man, it's just, I, don't know. Oh, no, I, get, I get, I get, uh, I get pressure from home to come home. You know, that's yeah. just, that's what a lot of it is. It's well, just, I probably wouldn't have gone, but my wife was staying at her grandma's. Is uh, she was doing hair the next day and she works in Omaha. So it made sense just to not waste the gas and drive up there twice. Yeah. So I didn't have anybody other than my cats waiting for me at home. So I I went over there and ate with those guys and went home. And I actually probably wouldn't have normally, but um, I was hungry and I was going to be by myself and it was just easy. So yeah. Well, Gretchen made, well, not, not that I'm actually trying to cover for myself here because my mom wanted to have dinner and I just like, didn't think it was going to work out. And then I went over there and I just realized (laughs) I incriminated myself a little bit because she listens to the show. (laughs) Well, at least you have a mom. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Corey Tannehill's on YouTube. He says, I put new diff parts in, didn't have it tight enough for the amount of grip barking and slipping really bad. And that's why he left a stock buggy. Uh, oh, dang bark, it. Bark, bark. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? You want to get into some questions we got? 
we're doing pretty good on time right now. But really? Hmm. Yeah, All I right. think so. Okay. So basically the gist of, of what we just wrap, we're going to wrap this up. We had a really good pl- club race day. It's been such a good environment down there racing, uh, especially the last three or four years now. Even, even when somebody does hit somebody, it's, 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 it hasn't turned into a thing. It's just been fun. Nothing but good, fast, wholesome racing. Yeah. You know, good and fast racing. Toy cars. So, uh, let's get the YouTube one out of the way. So Ryan Harris, you know who that is? Yeah. Ryan styles Harris uh, from Florida. Okay. Here's this question. If I raced at the Plex, where do you think I would finish? Mm, I've never watched your, that's a hard one. Cause I've never really, I've, I've never seen him in person. I've seen him drive on YouTube. Yeah. Never watched him race. Um, How, what's, what's your indoor high grip game like there, bud? Yeah. A little more information to be necessary, but I will say I watched, uh, uh, I watched him race this one track that was outdoor in Florida and it, it looked exactly like how, when I raced in Florida, exactly what it was like. It was kind of like, Kind of loose, kind of loose, but then also head grip. The better answer is, uh, to that question is, uh, you know, just come and have fun. Well, have yeah, a good time. Too. Like, don't worry, don't worry about that. Uh, it says I'm an outdoor guy for sure. Well, if you're an outdoor guy, you might, you might still do okay at our track. Cause I wouldn't necessarily say that our track is a pure indoor. It's not, it's not a typical clay indoor racetrack. We, we race on treads. Yeah, it's the most uh, indoor outdoor track you've ever raced on. Yeah, the Hobby Flex used to be a big outdoor track. It was a, um, it was one hundred. See if I can remember the dimensions. It was one seventy five by like eighty five on when it was outdoor. Yeah, and we still raced ten skill on it back then. I was always and probably still am a better outdoor pin tire driver. Yeah, if you look. Uh, Look up sometime uh, Zen Racing. That's yeah. Jason Schald's um, YouTube channel. He he took video from every single race from the 2009 Roar Nats when they were outdoor. Yeah, it's the same dirt as, as what's in the, as what's in that video. It actually is. It's really good. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's the same exact dirt except that we're indoor now. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you, if you're, if you're an outdoor guy, you're going to like it because we still use tread. We're not a slick track. If you're an indoor guy, you'll still, you, you will like us because we have plenty of grip. Mm -hmm. So I think one thing that sometimes, and I don't think I don't, I know he's watching, so don't, don't think I'm saying this about you or anything like that, but I have seen in the past. No, no, no. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Harris. Uh, one thing that I have seen is people that come from say California or from Florida or from, you know, Chicago, other tracks where they have really fast people, I think are sometimes surprised by how fast our guys are. Yeah. I think it, I think it can throw you off if you're not expecting it. So Mm -hmm. we race with people like Tom Rinnernecht, Mason Fuller, Alex Vanderbeek almost every week. And it shows. Yeah. And even our stock guys are really good. They're still really fast. So, you know, I've, I've been to, I've been to a race before here in the Midwest where some, some sponsored guys came from California that thought they were the best of the best and, and they got whooped on and they were, they were mad about it. (laughs) Was I there? No, this was 2003 and this was a long time ago. Okay. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a couple of those guys, I'll still joke about it with them if I, if I bring it up, but it's, it's, uh, you know, we can laugh about it now, but back then they were, they were kind of, they were not ready for that. So I think we're pretty fast. Yeah, I'm all right. I think you'll have fun. I th- we're also, I think the hobby flex kind of, especially the summer series races, they draw in from at least four or five States. So, you, you know, we've, we've always, we've, we'll always have the South Dakota, Iowa, Missouri, Nebraska, Kansas people come every once in a while. We'll get some Minnesota people. Every once in a while, we'll get some Colorado people. Every once in a while, we'll get somebody coming from as far away as Ohio or Michigan. I think, I think the other thing that you'll find is that, uh, our racers are generally pretty courteous. Yeah. You don't see a lot of just blasting through people. And and if somebody accidentally does tap somebody, there's usually waiting involved too. It's been that way Mm -hmm. for a while now. So I think if you come, you're going to have a lot of fun. I think you're going to enjoy the track. I think you're going to enjoy the grip and I think you'll do fine. Just come have a good time and the results will, will come. Yeah. So that's a good question. 
Mitchell put on here, what do you change when track gets slick or is slick? Slick? Well, that's a setup question that goes to you because clearly I am not an engineer. Attention, Hobbyplex podcast listeners. This is a friendly reminder that host Alex Sturgeon is not an engineer. Thank you. Well, when the track starts getting slick, I kind of I kind of get to the point where I don't really change my car a lot. I just kind of uh, I, I might work on my tires or um, I'll uh, I don't really like changing the chassis because it still drives the same. I just it's just you have to drive different. Do you ever do anything as drastic as changing pills or anything like that? I don't like running toe in the rear of the car like some some people are and and this is this is why. So I I think that when you add toe to a, a two-wheel drive car what you're doing so you're you're making the the rear tires point inward more in the front of the tire versus the rear. So it's going to have a lot more forward drive. But when you come up to like a 180 or something you kind of you take you take weight off the inner tire and that outside tire almost like drives through the rest of the car. It makes it almost snap more because of the toe. So it's it's almost like I just run I run zero like center center pills normally. And I just stay on that on that plane of the center and move them up or down to loosen or tighten the car up. Um, so if I need a little bit more grip, I'll move the inner hinge pin down. And if I need, uh, a little bit, need to free the rear of the car up a little bit, I'll move the inner hinge pin up, but I, I, and I keep it, keep this axles straight. So it's always, um, three degrees of toe and uh one degree of anti-squat and run it My- and, and try to drive, drive better, you know? Yeah, that too. Um, a couple of my go-to things, and again, I never profess to know anything about car setup, but a couple of go-to things that I do if I'm, if I'm struggling for traction and I think my tires are good is I'll loosen my slipper clutch just a hair. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you don't have to throw the whole, like you have to throw the kitchen sink out or, or at it. Or I'll put a wing with a larger wicker, wicker bill on. That or, you know, you take some weight out of the car. Yeah. Like you want to have, you want a heavier car when there's more grip and you want a lighter car when there's less grip with less grip, you end up with all this momentum that the car has to where it'll swing or slide. And you end up with like the back of the car still sliding because there's not that grip to actually make it keep, make it turn. So that the rear of the car keeps trying to go one direction or the direction you were going in. Yeah. So if, if you lighten your car up, it'll actually tighten it up. Um, so those are, those are like the two big things or three big things. Loosen your slipper, maybe a little bit lighter car, like just take a battery weight out of it. And then, uh, you know, it's usually tires. Like really I would, I would be willing to bet that tires are going to be the bigger change than any of those yeah, other two changes. No doubt. If so. you have too low a tread and the tracks drier, yeah, you're going to, you're going to do cookies. Mm-hmm, exactly. Know, get close to it. You know, then again, when we have lots of tread, or I mean, uh, uh, when we have lots of grip and then lower treads, good, but you kind of mm-hmm. got to eyeball it too. Yeah. It's like the grip is out there. You have to find it. Yeah. We got a question from Zyre jr. He was asking, will our unnamed February race be on the clay or carpet and will it be a roar race? And the answer to that is clay, not roar. Definitely not roar. Nothing against roar, mm-hmm. but, but not in February. There wouldn't be a roar race in February. We're not going to do a regional in February. So that's a, that's a quick and easy one. Uh, we're still going to have the carpet crash in and that's going to be February 27th, I think is what it is. Whatever mm-hmm. the end of February is. Okay. And that'll kind of be a standalone race. Uh, mask mandate or not for next some next weekend's team associated summer series. Uh, the answer for that one is no mask mandate. The city of Omaha. It's so confusing how this works. So the Douglas County board of health votes unanimously to invoke some sort of mask 
provision for the city of Omaha because that's what they have jurisdiction over. But the Douglas County Board of Health does not have jurisdiction over the entire Douglas County. Isn't that bizarre? Mm. I think that's bizarre. Yeah. So, uh, and so the city of Omaha ordinance or whatever they're going to do will actually, according to this starts August 3rd. So our summer series race is August 1st. Mm -hmm. So it's not required. Uh, it, it, you are perfectly, you are more than welcome to wear a mask. Nobody's going to give you crap. You are perfectly welcome as of right now to not wear a mask. Nobody's going to give you crap. Okay. If you're worried about it, stay away from people, wear a mask and stay away from people. Right. Mm -hmm. The only time that yeah. we're really close to anybody is I guess when we're waiting in line to go to practice or, uh, maybe in the pits, if it's a packed house, other than that, we're pretty far away from each other anyways. So, uh, as of this moment, there is no mask mandate for this round of the summer series. What gets a little dicey is we are a business, right? And we do have a, it'll be interesting to see how we deal with this Omaha thing because we're not in Omaha city limits. We're 10 feet from Omaha city limits. So we're five, <laughs> we're 5.5 tax rate. We're not the 7% city tax rate. So we're not in the city, city of Omaha limits, but what I, I was thinking to myself, well, if they do this mask thing for the city of Omaha, would people who come to our store that are now used to everybody wearing masks in the city of Omaha, walk into our front door, see nobody wearing masks and start dialing 911 or whatever, Yeah, you know, even though we're not in, in the city of Omaha. So I don't know how we're going to handle that. Hmm. I would take one for the team and have my mask on. Yeah. In the store. If I had to, it's fine. I don't, I'm not, uh, it's fine. It sucks. It's stupid in my opinion, but, but it's fine. I will take one for the team and do that. If that's okay. If that's what, you know, they want us to do. I have it with me sometimes. Like when I work, I work last Saturday, I know how busy we get and I know how many people can be on our side of our store. So I have it with me. You hmm. know, I was thinking about putting it on. Kip's just like, where's the mask sat? And he's got them on all day, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I wore one the other day, all day at work in a hundred degree shop. Yep. So there's that. Uh, what changes to the track will be made before Saturday? I'm going to get the tractor out. I'm going to try to find some dirt. I'm going to try to clean up the end of the straightaway and not make it such a one line uh, pass through there. Cause if you're too far to the outside, you can, it's really bumpy and it can get you and make you roll. And obviously if you're too far to the inside, there's a pipe. So I'm going to try yeah. to smooth that out a little bit. And then uh, the only thing we've only raced on this track once since the last summer series. So I'm not going to bust my butt and build a whole new, you know, section for, for this coming up one. I will for, for round four. Absolutely. We'll have a little bit more stuff changed, but for this one, I don't really feel it's that necessary. Plus it's fun. The track's really good right now too. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm just going to make uh, a slight change to one of the corners to make it more of a round type corner instead of 180. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the only thing I'm going to do. Okay. So nothing, nothing too major. Just real quick. I just want to say that, that again, the first part of the show was more of me just trying to be like, listen, people have got to be reasonable. Like we can't, yeah. we can't know everything. You don't go to Best Buy, go to the appliance guy and go, Hey, tell me about iPads. Right. Or like expect him to know everything about a washer and dryer or a kitchen. Uh, well, like a KitchenAid mixer or something like that. Yeah. Like something that's kind of trivial, you know, but also it, when I don't know something and I've tried to, I've tried to get our guys to do the same thing. If you don't know something or you need to know so you can, you know, get somebody helped. We, that's why we have internet. We go look it up for you. We find out the answer. Yeah. A lot of times though, we're not mind readers either. Like we have to be told, we have to be asked as well. Sometimes if somebody comes in and says, I want this speed controller and we give it to them and then they go home and they, and they misuse it and blow it up because they didn't read the instructions. Yeah. That's not really bad customer service on our part. I don't think, I think it's just, mm -hmm. it's just partially bad luck, but also you kind of got to be, responsible for your own stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
No, I do. I'm just trying not to be all bummed out about it, about, about this stuff. Cause it, cause we really have had a really good year. You know, I don't be bummed out about it. I'm not. I just want people to be happy as all like, you know, get your hobby stuff, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Be happy. And if stuff doesn't work, come back in, we'll figure it out. You know? Yeah. On that note. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I don't know. That's another show. And if you haven't yet, uh, give us a review. Yeah. Uh, for how many stars is it? Five. Give us all the stars. Yeah, how many stars us, you're willing to give us? We'll take them. Give us all the uh, stars. Yeah, with all the stars, if you can, if you feel like we deserve it, you know, I think we do. I yeah. don't know about you, but so go ahead and give us a review. Let's know what you're thinking. You know, hey, maybe we can make an improvement on the show. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll get some more uh, more listeners, or you know, we'll move up to the rec- top of the recommended list. That'd be sweet. That would it? be sweet. Don't you want that for us? I want it. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick. I wanted to give, uh, my idea about t-shirts. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I listened to, um, I listened to Chad Daniels and they have these, uh, t-shirt that they come up with every once in a while when they, mm-hmm. when they do a bit on their show and it's, and it's popular and funny. So mm-hmm. I was thinking we could get a double-sided shirt or we could have single shirts for you and me and, and people could choose. So we could have a race to see Ooh, who sells more t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking my t-shirt would be uh, a silhouette of my curly head. And then it says clearly not an engineer, the hobby plex. Yeah. Show. That'd be a good one. And what do you think? What would you like for yours? I don't know. I was thinking, I was thinking, <laughs> okay. I was thinking a silhouette of your face, but mm-hmm. it says, uh, see you on the flip flop. And then the, a little dangly thing of flip flops. And then it says hobby plex show. Yeah, I don't wear flip flops. I know very I, often. I do. I love flip flops. Yeah, it'd be cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't care. Yeah, do it. It'd be sweet. It'd we be should sweet. have sweet. a shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because there is there's like a uh, who is it like the negative image or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's of, what I'm talking of my about. face that's on the that's door, on the door. Of the yeah. scoring booth. Oh. Yep. It's also the one that was on uh, the tire sauce that I was making for yep. a while. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. You can, um, catch up with us. I'll be, uh, doing after hours on Thursday night. Um, I am building my SCX 10 three should have a video out on that. And, uh, and then we got racing this weekend, summer series week. So we'll be practicing, uh, Friday, 4 PM to 10 yeah. and racing all day on Saturday. And then we'll be back next Monday, uh, with a show covering, uh, that round of the summer series. So yeah, 4, 4 PM to 10, be there. Poof. Just like that. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to uh, check out our sponsor, Pivot Lending Group, pivotlending.com. 0.125 off your rate or fit $500 lender credit. Your choice. You don't get both. Uh, give them a shout out. Give them a call and uh, get yourself a, uh, a new home loan or a, or, a, or a house, whatever you need. And give us a review. You know? Yeah, give us a review. <laughs> All right. See ya, Will. Yeah. See you later. See you on the, <laughs> <laughs> see you on the flip-flop. All right. See you later. Thank you.